the 16th century. What we've tried to do in chapel today is do something that we're not often familiar with in modern American evangelical Protestantism. We're pretty much creatures of habit. We're very comfortable with the way we, we do things. And while chapel is different from week to week, pretty much we follow the same pattern, the same kinds of things. We sing the same psalms, we say the same prayers, and we have the same sermons, all in basically the same order. And that's because that's just the way we're comfortable with it. The ironic thing is that as Christians, um, who are trying to be world Christians, trying to break out of our culture, we find ourselves very, very much dominated by our own little evangelical American Protestant culture. And that's okay. It's okay to live in the culture that we find ourselves in unless, unless we start to think that that's the only way, that's the right way of doing things. So today we're going to have a little bit of an exercise in, in worshiping differently. One of the things as we enter into this um, historical form of worship, the kind of worship that they would have um, practiced in England during the, uh, the 1500s, um, some of the things may be very unfamiliar to you. Um, some of you may have been raised in uh, Catholic or Episcopalian homes, and so some of this may seem familiar. But basically, the, the form that we're using is going to be very different. And I'm going to challenge you to hang with it, to, to give it a shot, and really attempt through a different form of worship to honor our Lord Jesus Christ and, our, and God our Father. And I think you'll find the depth of the theology and the prayers, the, um, the worship, a very meaningful thing. Um, and that's because of the times that it came out of. The 16th century was a very scary time for Christians in England. It was when Henry VIII first broke away from the Roman Catholic Church and set up the Church of England. And what Henry did, well, he did it for purely political reasons. He had people um, in his service who were deep and, and very careful Protestant theologians. And one of them was a gentleman named Thomas Cranmer. Cranmer was a scholar at Cambridge University, and he was a Protestant. He followed the teachings of Luther, and when Henry decided to break from his church, he, he gave Thomas Cranmer the job of being the new Archbishop of Canterbury, the, the top preacher in the land of England. And what Cranmer did was he took the very familiar forms of the English, of the Catholic service, and translated them from Latin into English, and got rid of all the Catholic theology that was, that was um, against biblical teaching. And so it's that form of service that we're going to follow today. In fact, the prayers are taken almost verbatim from the Book of Common Prayer of 1549. The music that you'll hear today is music of the period. Some of it's in Latin and some of it's in English because this was a transition time in the church. And um, on um, these seats up here will be our, our choir for the day. And if they'll come and take their places now, um, they'll be sort of our leaders in worship. We'll have um, people up here who will be doing reading and prayer. And there will come time, from time to time in the service um, spots where it will be appropriate for the congregation to respond. And at those times, there will be um, things on the screen. And um, if in the center screen now I could have that practice slide, we'll practice. And I'll show you how, how that works. 
See the bold print? That's what the congregation will say. And the light print is what the leader says. So let's practice now. There will be times when you'll need to do this. So um, as the leader, I would say, the Lord be with you. Very good. You'd make great Church of England people in the 16th century. So as we enter into this experience, try work hard at participating with your whole heart. It's an opportunity for you to really participate in some ways greater than we do now. And try to let it not be a museum piece. This isn't like maybe when we had D.L. Moody in chapel last year. It was a little bit theatrical. Try to make this a meaningful experience of worship as you concentrate on maybe some deeper theology than we often get the chance to participate in. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open and all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. An oracle is within my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for in his own eyes he flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin. The words of his mouth are wicked and deceitful. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. Even on his bed he plots evil. He commits himself to a sinful course and does not reject what is wrong. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love. Both high and low among men find refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. May the foot of the proud not come against me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. See how the evildoers lie fallen, thrown down, not able to rise. Um, The slides don't seem to be working, so in that case, the choir will stand in for the um, congregation. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. 
Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee. We bless thee. We worship thee. We glorify thee. We give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God, the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy son Jesus Christ in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. The epistle of Paul written in the twelfth chapter to the Romans. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be, are summed up in this one rule, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm to its neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Would you please stand for the reading of the gospel written in the 21st chapter of Matthew. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, 
the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Glory and peace to thee, O Lord. You may be seated. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for our men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he arose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in the church, which is Christ's body, built upon the foundation of his apostles. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life to come. Amen. A man may soon deceive himself and think in his own fantasy that he by faith knows God, loves him, fears him, and belongs to him when in very deed he does nothing less. For the trial of all these things is a very godly and Christian life. He that feels his heart set to seek God's honor and studies to know the will and commandments of God and to conform himself to it and leads not his life after the desire of his own flesh to serve the devil by sin, but sets his mind to serve God for God's own sake and for his sake also to love all his neighbors whether they be friends or adversaries, doing good to every man as opportunity serves and willingly hurting no man, such a man may well rejoice in God, perceiving by the trade of his life that he unfeignedly has the right knowledge of God, a lively faith, a constant hope, a true and unfeigned love and fear of God. But he that casts away the yoke of God's commandments from his neck and gives himself to live without true repentance after his own sensual mind and pleasure, not regarding to know God's word and much less to live according to it, such a man clearly deceives himself and sees not his own heart if he thinks that he either knows God, loves him, fears him, or trusts in him.
Some, perhaps, fantasize in themselves that they do belong to God, although they live in sin. And so they come to the church and show themselves as God's dear children. But John says plainly, if we say that we have any company with God and walk in darkness, we do lie. Others do vainly think that they know and love God, although they pass not of his commandments. But John says clearly, he that says, I know God and keeps not his commandments, he is a liar. Some falsely persuade themselves that they love God when they hate their neighbors. But John says manifestly, if any man says, I love God and yet hates his brother, he is still in darkness. He that loves his brother dwells in the light, but he that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and knows not whither he goes, for darkness has blinded his eyes. And moreover, he says, hereby we manifestly know the children of God from the children of the devil. He that does not righteously is not the child of God, nor he that hates his brother. Deceive not yourselves, therefore, thinking you have faith in God, or that you love God or do trust in him when you live in sin. For then your ungodly and sinful life declares the contrary, whatsoever you say or think. It pertains to a Christian man to have this true Christian faith, and to try himself whether he has it or not, and to know what belongs to it, and how it doth work in him. It is not the world we can trust to, the world and all that is therein is but vanity. It is God that must be our defense and protection against all temptation of wickedness and sin, errors, superstition, idolatry, and all evil. If all the world were on our side and God against us, what could the world avail us? Therefore, let us set our whole faith and trust in God, and neither the world, the devil, nor all the power of them shall prevail against us. Let us, therefore, good Christian people, try and examine our faith as to what it is. Let us not flatter ourselves, but look upon our works and so judge our faith as to what it is. Christ himself speaks on this matter and says, The tree is known by its fruit. Therefore, let us do good works and thereby declare our faith to be the lively Christian faith. Let us, by such virtues as ought to spring out of faith, show our election to be sure and stable. As Peter teaches, Endeavor yourselves to make your calling and election certain by good works. And also he says, Minister or declare in your faith virtue, in virtue knowledge, in knowledge temperance, in temperance patience, again in patience godliness, in godliness brotherly charity, in brotherly charity love. So shall we show indeed that we have the very lively Christian faith, and may so both certify our conscience the better that we be in the right faith and also by these means confirm other men. If these fruits do not follow, we do but mock with God, deceive ourselves, and also other men. Well may we bear the name of Christian men, but we do lack the true faith that belongs to it. For true faith does ever bring forth good works, as James says, Show me thy faith by thy deeds. Thy deeds and works must be an open testimonial of thy faith, otherwise thy faith, being without good work, is but the devil's faith, the faith of the wicked, a fantasy of faith and not a true Christian faith. As the devil and evil people are nothing the better for their counterfeit faith, but it is unto them the more cause of damnation, so they that are baptized and have received knowledge of God and of Christ's merits 
and yet of a set purpose to live idly without good works, thinking the name of a naked faith to be either sufficient for them, or else setting their minds upon vain pleasures of this world to live in sin without repentance, not uttering the fruits that do belong to such an high profession, upon such presumptuous persons and willful sinners must needs remain the great vengeance of God and eternal punishment in hell prepared for the devil and wicked livers. Therefore, as you profess the name of Christ, good Christian people, let no such fantasy and imagination of faith at any time beguile you, but be sure of your faith. Try it by your living. Look upon the fruits that come of it. Mark the increase of love and charity by it towards God and your neighbor, and so shall you perceive it to be a true, lively faith. If you feel and perceive such a faith, then you rejoice in it, and be diligent to maintain it, and keep it still in you. Let it be a daily increasing, and more and more be well working, and so shall you be sure that you shall please God by this faith. And at the length, as other faithful men have done, so shall you, when his will is come to him, and receive the end and final reward of your faith, as Peter names it, the salvation of your souls. The which God grant us, that hath promised the same unto his faithful, to whom be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. be with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to our Lord God it is right and good and our bounden duty that we should at all times give thanks to thee O Lord 
Holy Father, Almighty, Everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the holy company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name evermore, praising thee and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Glory to thee, O Lord, in the highest. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men. We humbly beseech thee, most merciful, to receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in, tr in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. Give grace, Heavenly Father, to all pastors, elders, and deacons, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth the true and lively word. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace that, we, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them which in this testimony, life be in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or in any other adversity, and especially we can commend unto thy merciful goodness this congrega congregation which is here assembled in thy name. And here we do give thee unto most high praise and hearty thanks for the wonderful grace and virtue declared. And all thy saints from the beginning of the world, the holy patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, whose examples, O Lord, and steadfastness in thy faith and keeping thy holy commandments, grant us to follow. Grant unto us, we beseech thee, thy mercy and everlasting peace, and that at the day of the general resurrection, we and all thy, they which be of the mystical body of thy Son may all together be set on his right hand and hear his most joyful voice. Come unto me, O ye that be blessed of my Father, and possess the kingdom which is prepared for you from the beginning of the world. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee. And although we be unworthy, though our manifold sins, to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept, accept this our bounten duty and service, and command these our prayers and supplications by the ministry of thy Holy Spirit to be brought up thy holy tabernacle before the sight of thy divine majesty not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Holy Father. 
world without end.